Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today I wanted to talk about a concept you can use when you're experiencing an urge to binge or an urge to do anything else for that matter um, that isn't going to be helpful for you, where your brain's kind of malfunctioning and it thinks all you want to do in the world is binge, yet you know that that's not what you long-term wants to do, and yet all you can do is think about binging. This sort of mindset shift might help you in those moments to handle those urges better and understand what's actually going on and why you're kind of, you can't see it until it's over. But I always like to say, if you love this podcast, if you find it useful and you found it impactful in your life, um, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could rate and review the podcast. It's super easy to do on Apple iTunes and um, it helps me out, helps the show get seen more and helps other people find it more. Uh, so greatly, greatly appreciate that. And of course, if you find all the tips in this episode helpful, you can check me out on Instagram as well at Binge Breakers, uh, where Binge Breakers underscore bulimia, where I do reels and post content and stuff like that. But then I also um, have a website where I offer uh, programs to help you in recovery and one-on-one coaching. You can go to bingebreakers.com, apply for one-on-one coaching, or um, you can go to any of my group coaching programs or recovery course. You can find all of that there. So let's go on to the episode. So a few Mondays ago, I sent out a Monday motivation email to all of you guys who are on my email list about the brick wall. And this concept came from a conversation. It's actually, I think I've heard people talk about brick wall concepts in addiction recovery and bulimia recovery before. So this, I didn't, this, I'm sure you've heard uh, roughly some sort of variation of concept of this, but uh, I like to talk about it here and I talked about it with this client too. Um, but the concept I came up with and we talked about with her is she was discussing how during an urge or doing anything like cleaning her apartment, not binging, doing work, it's hard for her to get started. It's hard for her to do the thing that works for her because she isn't able to visualize how she's going to get it done. She isn't able to visualize it being not overly difficult and gets completely overwhelmed by the tasks and isn't able to see it till she actually starts it. And once she started it, it gets more obvious how it's actually going to happen, how it's going to end. So she has this problem where once she gets started, it's fine. Once she gets started, she can start to see the end of the tunnel, the light at the end of the tunnel. But before then, she doesn't. And her brain is telling her, don't start it. It's too overwhelming. We can't do it. But then urge to binge, same thing. It's going to be so much work. We aren't going to be able to get through it. We can't do it. We're going to have to do this. Um, we want to do this, all that sort of stuff. But it's a shame because once she actually starts it, she will be able to do it just fine. Um, so I drew this image, which I'll actually draw for here for you guys not listening. Are you guys listening to the podcast? You won't see it, but I'm drawing an image. Basically what's happening is that she is on the other side of a brick wall. When she comes up to a task that she wants to do, she is faced with instead 
there's a task which looks like a big brick wall to her and she can't see on the other side how she will end the task, how she will get through the task. She is just on the other side and in front of this massive, she's on the other side in front of this massive brick wall. So the dilemma is like, for some reason, even though there's this brick wall here, she can't see past it. And it's only until she climbs over the brick wall or she gets through the brick wall or pummels through the brick wall, breaks it down, that she'd be able to actually see and believe that there is things on the other side. It's a little bit like Plato's cave, but different because it's not the same analogy. Basically, it's like someone telling you you've been living in a cave all your life and someone tells you there's actual, there's a world out there and all you've ever believed is that the cave is the end of the world. Uh, outside of the cave is the end of the world. And so you, someone tells you go outside and you don't go outside, you stay in the cave because you can't visualize it. Even though it's right there, you just have to go and see it for yourself. So the dilemma is once she gets started, she can see it, but she has to get started in the first place to see it. And there's no motivation to get started. It's only after she gets started that the motivation comes. So how does she actually get over the wall, <laughs> the brick wall? How does she actually do it? First of all, using this visual, whenever she's faced with a task, understanding that the end of the task is actually right there, she just has to get started with the first step. She just has to literally bring her foot over and do the first thing that she needs to do, whatever that is. The first little dish she needs to do, the first thing, that sort of stuff. But then the second thing is falling back on the belief that she will feel better once she climbs. That is one of the harder things to do, but one of the tools that are beliefs that you need to fall back on in that moment to help you climb over it. For example, a practical example, me in my late, in my early twenties, um, it was no problem for me to exercise. I would exercise sometimes really late at night in a very orthorexic fashion that wasn't very good for me. But I had no trouble working out after work. It was just like, oh, I have abundant energy. It's totally fine. I can do tons. My recovery was great. I was getting not that much sleep and yet exercising a lot because I was 21, 22. My recovery was stat. It's awesome. Fast forward to 27. Um, I am, uh, even though I'm not that old, I understand that. I know some of you guys are rolling your eyes because you're 50 and 60. Uh, but even though I'm just 27, my recovery is slower now. I am older now. And especially after a hard, hard day's work, I don't want to go to the gym after work. When four or five thirty rolls around, I'm like, oh, going to the gym sounds like the worst thing ever. And I just don't want to do it. I never want to do it anymore. Um, which sucks since I actually love working out, but that's the thing. Fortunately, I built up so much habit of just working out five days a week, lifting in the gym, doing stuff with my body that I know, I know for sure, even though I know I don't want to do in that moment, I know after I do it, I'll feel so much better. I know after I do it, I'll be glad that I came. If I just show up for, if I just drive and get my body there and start lurking around some weights, I'll start getting blood flow. I'll start feeling better. I'll get my energy back and I'll actually leave that gym feeling so proud and happy that I did it. I'll feel mentally and physically better and I will sleep like a baby. Uh, maybe not a baby, it depends on the night, but you know what I mean? So for me, what, how I, how I get myself to the gym is I understand that I almost have to wear like fog goggles and be like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. We don't want to go. I almost sometimes have to drive angry. I'm just like, stupid. I have to go to the gym. I'm so freaking tired. I don't deserve this. I just have to let myself throw a tantrum. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes I'm excited to go, but those days when I don't want to go, I basically have to let myself be upset and do the thing anyway. And understand and fall back on the belief that I know once I go, 
it will actually be okay. It will actually be better. I just have to get myself there. She, you basically have to fully accept your resistance to climbing over the bricks and climb over the brick anyway, and understand that you don't actually need to listen to that resistance. You just need to allow the resistance to be there. Allow the anger, the, the tantrum, whatever it is your brain is throwing at you, allow the discomfort to be there, but then go through and do the thing you need to do anyway. It's different than white knuckling it. It's different than resisting it. It's just accepting that it's math, but knowing that after you do it, you will feel a lot better. It's moving through the fear. It's like with one client I described, knowing that to get out of binging and purging zone, you're basically in a haze and you have to put on your haze goggles and swim through it and know that eventually you're going to get through it and the haze is going to dissipate, but it's not going to dissipate for a little while. If you can fully see and truly believe that the resistance you feel is transient, temporary, then you can observe the thoughts instead of being in panic about it, thinking that it's never going to end, thinking that the only way the urge will, will go away is if you binge. You can climb over the bricks and you can then, after you've climbed over the bricks, see the end in sight. After a while, it does get easier. I know that a lot of you guys out there listening, maybe some of you are binging right now. I know a lot of you guys are listening thinking like that sounds overly simplified. There are different tactics that I teach in my course about how to self-soothe when you're having an urge, how to handle things. But sometimes my clients, depending on their, their, um, how their brain works and how they function, sometimes just having a really tangible um, way of doing something simply instead of all these extra tools can actually be more helpful for that. In that moment, what that client needs to do isn't overthink it. She doesn't need to necessarily, sometimes she needs to pause, but sometimes it's more so just latching on that thought, recognizing it's just a thought, recognizing it, it's the brick wall, and then recognizing after I get through this, then I will see the end in sight and believing in that end in sight, even though it doesn't feel like it's real there. So for you to apply it to you practically, if you're having an urge, it might be helpful for you to pause for a second, instead of going into the panic, instead of going, oh my God, I'm going to binge. This is happening. Pause. The pause isn't a time to, to, to distract. It's a time to just stop the momentum, stop what you're doing. Pausing doesn't mean you have to stop binging. It just means you stop whatever you're doing in the moment for a second to breathe. You can even try putting your hand on your heart, self-soothe it a little bit, calm your breathing down and ask yourself, what is it you really want to do? And how do you want to get through this? Do you actually want to binge and observe those thoughts you're having from a more intelligent point of view instead of a reactive point of view? understand that there are biological factors, there are physiological factors, there are years of habits. Your whole body is working against you in that moment to get you to binge. But that doesn't mean you have to. And know that if someone were to take you in that moment right then, sweep you away and putting you in a room, you wouldn't binge and you would be perfectly okay and you'd be better off for it because that habit loop would be broken. It would be, wouldn't be broken, it wouldn't just go away immediately, but you'd be one step closer in um, atrophying that neural pathway in your brain and building a new one where when you get that urge, instead of freaking out, you just observe and make a decision that is in your best interest instead of the binge interest and that's not reinforcing it. It's interesting because to become someone who doesn't binge, you don't first become someone who's just cool with not binging and never gets urges. You first have to become a person who manages, who has urges to binge and deals with the discomfort of managing those urges to binge, wants to binge, but doesn't. 
And then eventually you get to the point where you don't have the urges as often, or you have the urges, but you don't want to binge because you feel so good from not binging. So you still have the urges and you're not quite at that, at that final phase yet, but you still have the urges, but then you don't want to binge. So it's easier not to act on them. Eventually you get to the stage where you're having urges and they're not as frequent, they're not as intense, and you can they're not even things you have to really think about. And eventually maybe you get to the place where you don't have urges to binge at all because it's just not a part of your life anymore. But the first thing you have to do is learning how to navigate that maze, basically, that your brain is in with with, um, an urge. It's almost, I'm giving so many metaphors today. I'm so sorry. But I think having different ways to think about it actually helps you. I, when people give me like stories and examples and metaphors, I'm like, I get it now. When people are like, this is the concept. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand. So it's almost like when you think of an urge, you were in suddenly you've been walking in reality and suddenly there's something fake happening in front of you, right? There's this digital reality. It's a mirage and you, your brain thinks it's real. And you basically have to get used to, to pinpointing that mirage, seeing that mirage is actually fake and then navigating your way around that mirage without getting sucked into it and believing it. It's basically what an urge you could, if you can view it that way, then you can navigate around it and observe it versus being the reactor to it. And so I hope that this, this all made sense. And I hope it gave you some new ways to think about binging and purging and the urges you experience. I think a lot of things what I focus on with my clients in the course is finding their own mindset frame and ways that they can think about binging and purging that helps them and helps them stay calm in the moment and helps them understand that they can have control in those moments and deviate from the binging and purging. Of course, and then on top of that, we work with getting basic needs met, like eating enough, getting sleep. Otherwise it gets a lot harder to do what I'm asking them to do. But it really is sometimes in bulimia recovery about switching certain ways you think about things and applying those things that makes a world of difference. So try out one of the things I said, thinking about it in a certain way, you're getting your next urge. And if you experience some benefits with it, DM me on Instagram. I can't always get to all my DMs, but I try. Okay. I'm going to let you guys go. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We're doing Recover Girl Summer um, in the course still. I think at this point, I'm recording this ahead of time, but I think at this point we're doing um, a seven day body image challenge where I'm going to basically be sending my course members daily emails with challenges like encouragement, but also challenges to get them out of their comfort zone when it comes to what they wear and how they dress and how they think about their body and challenging them on a daily basis to break free from maybe the negative body image spirals that they're in. So I'm very excited for that. Um, if you want to be a part of that, you can always join the recovery course, bingebreakers.com and um, check that out. So uh, you can just go to bingebreakers.com slash recovery dash course and join. Okay. I'll let you guys go. Never give up on yourself, my friend. Bye.